Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. We have today Miss Jackie, or I guess Mrs. Jackie Timball. <laughs> And I'll just tell you right now, this is going to be a really fun one. I, we have no idea where the conversation is going to go. It's, it could go anywhere. But I know Jackie through, um, well, actually through a lot of people, everyone I meet has great things to say about her. She's a natural teacher. She loves teaching. She works in schools. She helps people with their health, fitness. She's a three-time Ironman finisher. So that's going to be, I mean, I get exhausted just look, reading the word Ironman. So <laughs> we'll talk about that too. But Thanks for being on with us. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So I kind of want to start with Ironman because, well, first of all, is that how you got started into health and fitness or was that a before thing? Was that like a goal that like you started and then like, like that plummeted you into learning more about health and fitness? Yes. Give us the details. There's always a story as to, he doesn't just say, I'm going to Ironman it. Well... I, it's, it's it's a bucket list item okay. that I had for a really long time. Like I remember sitting on the couch in my family room and I think in like high school and looking at a triathlon magazine or like a fitness magazine. And my dad was sitting next to me and there was this woman on a bike in arrow, you know, like <laughs> leaned over handlebars and she like, her muscles were all like lean. And, and I looked at my dad and I was like, doesn't this woman just look awesome? <laughs> and, uh, and I, I was just like, that's amazing. You know, so in my head, I kind of, I've always enjoyed competing, but more competing with myself because, you know, the key word in that three-time Ironman is finisher, not winner. And right. um, I was nowhere right. close to ever um, winning an Ironman, but I did compete against myself. And, um, you know... You beat everyone I, else that didn't even get off the couch that day, so... I, Thank you. Thank you, Erin. <laughs> that is correct. So, you know, I was actually, I was a cheerleader in high school. I tried to join the track team and I did for a, like a short stint, but I would get too nervous to run in front of people. So I like that itself would make me nervous. So I quit. Even in seventh grade, I actually faked an injury so that I could get out of racing at a meet <laughs> because I was so nervous. Yeah, just standing so like, at not, the starting line and then just anything. fall over. No, no. I think I quote unquote rolled my ankle while everybody was warming up before. Like, I mean, like ridiculous, right. ridiculous behavior that I am embarrassed to even admit, but <laughs> that, that's what happened. But so <laughs> I've always wanted to do an Ironman. I had done a marathon, a couple half marathons and my husband who I was dating at the time, I actually, so I went through divorce. Mm-hmm. I Every time my daughter was not with me, I would kind of, I would like self-medicate basically by drinking too much. Like I just kind of mm-hmm. like, I was lonely. I was sad. It was really hard to not have her around. And, um, and so I would like party, like I would just kind of self-soothe with alcohol. Right. And then I met my husband yeah. and he's a drummer and he was getting her to leave. He was going to go on this Asia tour to play for our military and he was going to be gone for a long time. And I was like, you know... This is totally me too. I was like, you know, it's always been on my bucket list to do an Ironman. So while you're gone, I think I'm going to start training for one. (laughs) Wow. And he goes, okay. And I said, (laughs) I just don't want to get caught up in being lonely again. Like I need something to occupy my time. And it's something I've always wanted to do. And 
I was like, but when you get back, that means like Friday nights, I'm going to have to go to bed early. Like I was like, it's going to kind of change our lifestyle until the right. And, um, and he was game. Like that's been one really cool thing about that relationship is like, he's always had his separate thing. I've had my separate thing and we've always supported each other's separate things. Right. Um, but still enjoy each other's company. So that's how I got started in it. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no. No. So would you say, I'm just curious in that, that like, because of, you said like with your co-parenting and with your daughter and you'd self-soothe, so you would be drinking a lot. Yeah. Do you think like the Iron Man, like that came later? So it kind of gave you something to focus on instead of that? Absolutely. Is that the right timeline? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just was worried about being lonely again and slipping back into that kind of habit with friends. So you really can't, do as much of that when you're getting up at four o'clock in the morning to finish a workout. That's for sure. Right. So yeah, right. <laughs> so. Absolutely. So changing your lifestyle was a huge, huge um, commitment change right there. And then how, I'm just curious to know, how did your support of like friends and family take of that? It is weird when you make a huge, and Rachel, you know this from like yep. being in, in competitions. Yeah. It's just, I think when people are used to you, it's almost like I relate it to this and Aaron, you're about to go through this. When you're yep. like single, young, or, or young and married, and you're all about you know the things you do socially, and then you have a baby, right? Like I always say to people, I'm like, it's like all of a sudden you have this whole new identity, and it's hard to figure out like who is this person, who am I now as a mom? Like this is who I was before, and I'm still fun, like I'm still over here, and I'm still fun, but I have this other priority, you know, right. in my life, and I'm over here trying to figure out who I am like what makes me me. And I feel like that's what happens whenever you take on something, you know, like an Ironman or a fit competition, you know, or something that's like really consuming. It's life consuming. And I was laughing with somebody the other day because I ended up joining a triathlon team. I didn't have a bike. I wrote a bunch of letters to local bike shops. And I was like, listen, my dream is to do an Ironman. I don't own a bike, but if you can suit me up, I will volunteer at your store. I'll do whatever you need me to do. And oddly enough, this woman, um, Carrie McCoy through Just Try called me randomly. And she was like, I got your letter and I want to help you and I want to sponsor you. And it's like, which is awesome. And so the reality of that is all of a sudden I was immersed in this whole different group, like whole different group of people who were all really inspiring, really kind, you know, but yeah, I think like some of your friendships from before suffer because of time commitment. And I think they, that some of them will just change entirely because you're going to outgrow them because they're, you're just on a different path right now where maybe they weren't supportive of you bettering yourself in that regard, but yet they were enabling um, the lifestyle that you knew that wasn't conducive for the long term. Yeah. yeah. It's, and women go through this in so many areas. And I don't know if men, I'm sure men do too, but I just feel like women, we can be so like judgmental of ourselves and judgmental and we don't mean to be, but you know, if someone is growing and you're being kind of left behind, there's like this jealousy piece that comes in, whether you want to feel that way or not. And we can be really mean to each other, you know, like we're kind of going on a whole different track here, but like, I really feel like it's serious. It's hard, you know, like, and people would make comments like, oh, you're triathlon cult, you know? And I'm like, well, by cult, you mean a group of people with a common goal who lift each other up and support each other and therefore you want to be around each other a lot more. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're a cult. Like I, yeah. I don't, right. you know, like I don't, I don't know what to say to that. So it, it, yeah, I mean, obviously I can relate in that regard as well, but um, it was just quite interesting because now when 
you're on that other side, do you still have that connection with your friends or do you feel like that kind of separated as you, as you continued growing? Meaning like, are, do they come along now and are they part of your cult? <laughs> do they want to take part in the whole fitness journey and just seeing you now as the inspiration and the hope that there was something better than maybe just belling it up at a bar? Right. Which I do still enjoy every once in a while. Like, honestly. Oh, don't get me wrong. Me too. <laughs> like Aaron's like, Aaron's salivating right now. <laughs> I know. What's that like? I'm at a drink in 21 weeks. <laughs> you know, what's funny is, well, and I don't, I don't train for Ironman anymore. And I always laugh. I say I'm retired. Um, and I don't know. I never, never say never as far as doing right. another race like right. that again. But, but I think things come full circle. And I think whenever you have a huge goal, you're going to have that group of friends that will always be supportive and they will always get it that you're going to circle back. Like you're still the same person and there still right. is a space for them in, in your life. And hopefully there's still a space for you in their life. And I think we all have friends like that where we might not see them for a really long time, but as soon as you get to see them, you just pick right back up where you left off. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, very same, same on this whole thing. And I noticed that there was some where, and it's not just from our perspective, but there's this well where one person say, for example, leaves the pack and they go and do their thing. They become sort of an inspiration for you to also grow with them, but on a separate path. And that's why I guess I'm trying, like just kind of asking if, how you guys came back full circle to to have your paths meet. I find that quite interesting because I guess I'm navigating that as well. Yeah. Women, we're complicated beasts, man. We are. We We, overcomplicate our... Yeah, we are. We are. And, you know, I think it's... uh, One thing that I love... I feel like my husband and I talk about this all the time. Like men, they get mad at each other and they're just like... Dude, you're being a jerk. Well, they won't say jerk, but you know what I mean, since this is going to... But they'll be like, you're being like, stop it. And then... But they like have it out. They don't carry grudges and there's no like weird, like crazy feelings that just get dragged down. And And women were just so complicated. And when my husband and I started dating, it's actually the first, well, and only now relationship that I've ever had in the sense where we, from day one, were like, say what you mean, mean what you say. Right. Like, can we just like, can we just say it? And you try to do it in a kind way, but it's just say what you mean, mean what you say. And I feel like honesty can get people so much further. Like there's no passive aggressive games. There's no, if you're feeling jealous, like just admit it. If you do something passive aggressive, just own it, you know, and be like, wow, I'm a jerk. I'm really sorry. You know, like, yeah. So I don't know. I think a lot of those emotions and like like hold us ourselves back from things that we want to do ourselves too. Just like jealousy, I think is like a big thing because I've noticed just going through stages in my life, if I saw girl, like women that were doing something that I wanted to be doing, or that was like a goal of mine, or I saw, and I saw somebody else achieve it first, I noticed right away, well, I didn't notice right away, or I would have fixed it right away. But years <laughs> later, <laughs> looking back, I stunted my growth and my success because I had a negative, like subconsciously had this negative association with success, with what they were doing, because I had this jealousy towards them. Instead of applauding and being excited when somebody was successful, which when my subconscious mind would breed, oh, this is a good thing. This is what we want. So like we hold ourselves back by just being that way, jealous and envious. And that's why I like women that like, it, like the first time I met you, Jackie, it's just like those, when you meet women that like, you just genuinely can tell, like they're not intimidated by other people's success. Yeah. Like one of my friends is always like, don't hate, celebrate. And yeah, like, yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's better for everybody, but like there's enough. Yeah. That was a tangent, but that was just something that you're talking about how women being complicated. I think we just get in our own way so many times. Uh, yeah. Well, and I think it's just because we're tr- still trying to figure out our way that we feel like anything that's like a deterrent kind of gets on that path that we have to like step over and cautious and almost just like where, like you say, men just kind of just keep moving forward. And it's just, they don't really worry about all these distractions. And yeah, I mean, also women just, yeah, we really do overcomplicate things. Get it together, but, women. Yeah. And I think yeah, as you, as you get older and I, I, I know from like my personal experience too, kind of the same motto is what Jackie said, say what you mean and mean what you say. And it's just like, if you just put it out there and just, Hey, this is what I feel. And it's kind of like you're owning how you feel. You're setting the, you're throwing it on the table. So there's no complicated, you know, anything there. And whoever's there, you know, on the other end can either pick it up or, or leave. And it's just put to you, you know, that you've expressed and you've come and met where you are. And you just hope that other people come meet you for who you are. Right. And not everybody has to like you. Yep. What? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that is a big one for me. Like I actually, that's hard. That is hard for me, but, but not everybody has to like you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a hard pill to swallow. Cause I just, I think for me, I was like people pleasing. I wanted everyone to like me. And then I realized like, well, I really like me. So I guess it kind of, that's all that really matters is because we flip that where you have to be your own best friend. Like if you don't like you, then, then you kind of got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I see it. Like, like you, you have to like yourself like first. Not, I mean, you can like, as long as you like yourself, what, like can we say 75%? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But there's so many women on the flip side where they're hoping the other women fill them by liking and pleasing them. But it's like, well, but if you like and are really happy with like, you say 75% of it, then it's okay that you're missing the 25. <laughs> but if you're looking for um, the, you know, hundred percent of people and 75 to fill your bucket, then you're going to be still I, kind of on the empty end. Yeah. Right. I was talking to this girl about a, a couple of weeks ago about like, you're talking about like people liking us. So like looking at like social media and you post something and if people, if other people like it. Right. Right. And she was like, I don't, I just get so upset when like I post something, I think it's really good. And only 20 people like it. And I was like, I don't give a shit how many people like my stuff. If I posted it, I liked it. <laughs> so that's right. all that matters. <laughs> who cares? That's what you're saying. If you like it, obviously who cares? So if you like you, who cares? However, many other people like you. Yeah. Unless you're an a-hole and nobody likes you, then yeah, let's work on things. But. Yeah. You have to look back and say, who's the common denominator in all these relationships where if you're getting burned by all these people or, you know, disappointed, well, I should probably hold a mirror and say, I'm the common denominator. But I guess, I mean, if you like you and you show up and you're just happy in who you are, then that's cool. Cause there's a million other people, well, I don't know, 7.6 billion other people in the world. We're not going to please them all. And we'll never right. have that connection with all of them anyway. So I take my exactly. own advice. You got to be your own best friend. So Jackie, yeah. what would you say? Are you nervous? <laughs> no, wait, maybe. <laughs> what would you say is your passion that you like to do the most? Okay. So I'm a teacher by fault, you know, like I've always been a teacher. And I think my most favorite thing is overall helping people like feel good about themselves. So okay. You know, whether that's through health and wellness or recommending personal growth or 
I I mean, there's just, I are just, I don't know, building people up by saying nice things to them. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I just, I feel like the, my biggest thing that fills me, fills my cup the most is, is definitely helping people like meet a goal, whether it's health and wellness or in a different field, but so, because your business is within like health and wellness, so like you're coaching and teaching people how to take steps to feel better about themselves. Yeah, um, and that I mean, what I do basically is I coach people through a lifestyle change, and it has to do with your relationship with foods, basically. So, like, essentially, we eliminate some insl- inflammatory and allergenic foods, and then wait, what do you say? Inflammatory and, and allergenic food, okay. but not for the rest of your life. For clearly, I've got things to learn. <laughs> Not for the rest of your life for 30 days. Um, The whole reason is because it, I think it makes people feel empowered. So knowledge is power to me. It always has been. So the reality is that once you know how food makes you feel, and I'm not talking whether you feel fat, you know what I mean? Like that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about whether something makes you feel sluggish or tired or makes your you realize you have joint pain and like, that's all the things that we kind of figure out in that 30 days. So, um, and then we reintroduce those foods that we eliminated. So the whole idea is like, what I learned about myself is that dairy gives me acne. So like how I said, I indulged in my husband's baked macaroni and cheese. That was amazing. Right. Um, I very well could wake up with like three new pimples tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Was the mac and cheese worth it? Honestly, it was. I'm no. not gonna lie. Like, the excuse was totally worth it today. But the cool thing is, I am empowered to make that decision. Right. And I think women, for the most part, and I know there are men out there that do this too, but we punish ourselves mm-hmm. for certain, like for eating bad, quote unquote, bad food. And um, the reality is, I grew up punishing myself punishing myself, whether it was through over-exercising or I grew up with the horrible habit of bulimia, like just things that, because I would punish myself for, for overindulging. I also had this weird relationship with food that I was like, if I don't eat all the ice cream in the fridge or freezer right now, there will be no more ice cream ever in the entire world that I will ever get to eat again. So I need to sit and eat the whole carton. We had talked about that. That's how I feel with pizza. Like I yeah. need to eat every slice of pizza. And that's why when I, even when you buy ice cream, like I have to buy the, they're the still mini, pretty the mini ones. Guys, but if I bought the gallon, that would be gone. Yeah. So that's kind of what we teach people is this is how food makes you feel. So become empowered in that sense, not in, and yeah, people lose weight. If their body needs to lose weight, they lose weight during that 30 days for sure. Right. And if they want to continue on it, then they're going to continue to lose weight if their body needs to lose weight. They're going to lose inches of inflammation for sure. I have clients that don't need to lose a single pound, but they might lose an inch, you know, just because inflammation is a serious, like it's, it's a for real How thing. How inflamed is America? Are we all like... <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, can't, I don't have any like... I okay. I know if you know yeah. like, oh, a certain percentage of the population is inflamed. Um, you know, I, I I'm definitely inflamed, I feel like. Well, with child. Well, well, yeah, I don't know if you're allowed to judge any single thing about yourself right now, to be honest. Okay. Thank um, you. That's what I'm going to say about that. Like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that pregnancy is an excuse to go crazy, but I also right. think like you're not allowed to judge yourself whatsoever. <laughs> at well, all. yeah, thank you. Because I definitely sat, got outside of the shower yesterday and naked in front of the mirror crying. So thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> Just if we're being honest, but 
So I, so I'm very inflamed. (laughs) You're building a human. I don't know if anybody told you, but you're building a human right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's I cool. <laughs> I didn't mean to get off topic, but yeah. No, you're good. Anyway, so, you know, one of my favorite things, like that is my, probably my most favorite thing to, sorry about that, to help people with, because I just see, I see how good people feel, you know, it's like one week of just kind of watching it and yeah. realizing how stuff makes you feel, the responses and the way, like, I, I don't even know how to explain. I mean, just like the joy. And again, it's not even from like losing a pound so much. It's just the fact of like, I go to bed, you know, that same six hours of sleep feels completely different when I'm eating well than, you know, when I'm not. Like I, I can bounce out of bed in the morning. I think, you know, whenever I'm paying attention and I probably reset myself twice a year. And okay. I think I painted our entire downstairs in a weekend once. Well, I just like, I just had so, you know, like I just felt so good and I had so much energy. So I love helping people get there and like feel what we're truly, how we're truly meant to feel. And again, still ate the mac and cheese yesterday because it was still delicious. Mac and cheese. That's what I was going to say. So if people like listening, obviously an average person hearing you might think this chick's done like three Ironmans and was on a triathlon team this has to come easy for her to be healthy, whatever. So like, like what would you say to people that are like, not at that level? Like what, what you teach them is something simple that anybody can do. uh, Well, first of all, I I, I don't even know what to say to that because I think, I don't think it's, first of all, comparison is the thief of joy, right? Isn't that the saying? Mm -hmm. So I think, first of all, somebody comes to me and they're like, I can't give I can't give up all those allergenic and, and, you know, inflammatory foods you're talking about. Then I'm like, well, then start with one thing. One thing, right. I don't I like, just start with one thing and change that one thing and then see how you feel and then add something else on. Right. But not everybody is going to do an Ironman and right. not everybody is going to make all the changes all at once. And that is funny that you said that because I'll have friends that'll be like, oh yeah, I ran three miles yesterday. And they'll look at me and they'll be like, well, I mean, Jackie, you know, I know Jackie, that's not a big deal. And I'm like, but it is a big deal. Right. It's a huge deal because that's the, that's the part when everybody wants to quit the beginning, right? right? Like that's the part when it's the easiest to quit. That's the warm up. The warm up's the hardest part. <laughs> right. So. I, think, I think with food, and so maybe you can shed light on this, like for me, like I disagree a little bit just because I feel like anyone can be excited right in the beginning about something. Okay. But then, so I'll notice like if I want to start something like the first, however long I'm gung ho, it's 100% all. And maybe that's the difference. Maybe it's that total pendulum shift where it's not changing one, two or three things. Sometimes for me, it's I'm 100% eating perfect and working out and I can do that for a few weeks. And then I'm like, holy crow, really want a cream filled donut right now. And then... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and then does it spiral? Like, Do you feel like it spirals the then? And then, I, and then I taper off because I've, I miss the things. <laughs> so are you saying that you'll have a gateway donut? <laughs> a gate, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have a gateway donut. And then I'm like, shit, I've got donuts tasted. I better make sure. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but I think, that's, I think that's the biggest thing is what I'm hearing from people is that like sometimes we do all of it at once, 100%. You know, I'm going to eat everything I want today because tomorrow starts my program and I'm going to be 100% perfect. I'm going to not eat a carb. I'm going to not, you know what I mean? Whatever people decide to do, whatever that is for them. 
that they're going to be all out 100%. And it's hard to change everything at once since we built these habits this whole, our whole time. It's hard to go from 30 years of habits to mm-hmm. 100% change everything and stick with it forever. Yeah. You know, and I would say to that, since the whole idea like of, of what I coach is a lifestyle shift, right? And then it should be, then it should fit into your lifestyle. So the only reason that we eliminate things for 30 days is just so that you can like really get cleaned out and learn how food makes you feel so that you are empowered, et cetera, et cetera. But the whole idea is also it is a lifestyle shift and shame. There's no room for shame anywhere in it. And I think that what happens when people like go and eat the donut and then, because I've gotten those text messages before. People admit it to you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Sorry. What am I allowed to say? Hell yeah. 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 I mean, you know, when they're like, I I slipped and I'm like, okay, but it doesn't like, that doesn't mean one, you know, so you had a donut now move on and make the rest of the day still keep you feeling good. It's not realistic and it's not okay. And it's not healthy to again, beat yourself up, shame yourself over having a donut. You know, I'm not anti-donut to be very clear. I I'm am all for the donut. <laughs> Rachel's all for the donut. If right? you fit because it's part of your lifestyle, then by all means have a donut. But if you're taking that donut and putting it in the bad bucket of restriction that you can't have, what does that mind tell you? You can't have it, therefore bad. So when you have it or see it, the switch says, Well, I better eat it now because I don't know if I'll ever have it again. Yeah. Too restrictive. So how Jackie said, if you take one thing and tackle it one thing at a time, you don't realize the small steps over time have built up to creating the habits that need to change and building that lifestyle. So it's, it's again about creating the lifestyle and not a quick fix for a lifetime of eating disorders, body dysmorphia, shame, guilt, excessive working out whatever it was to try to negate the bad behaviors. So for me, I always just say you're one meal away from getting back on track. So don't sabotage yourself because you had a donut. Eat the donut and move on. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it's all about, I just think we have a very warped relationship with food. We do. And I I think that there's, and I also believe that there's a lot of people that are walking around tired, inflamed, sore, you know, like their, their muscles are achy, their joints are achy, people with autoimmune diseases. And I feel like a lot of that stuff and I, we don't have to get on this tangent, but I feel like a lot of that stuff can be reset and with food choices and right. kind of cleaning yourself out, out a little bit and then, and then empowering yourself by learning what foods are making you feel what way. So that's, you know, that's where I come from in it. But that doesn't, you know, that also, like, like we were saying, that means if, if somebody, I don't even like to call it a slip, you know, but if somebody, if somebody has something that, like Rachel's saying, is in the bad bucket or, you know, whatever then that doesn't mean, oh, well, done. I think we've all been guilty of that too at some point, even for you and I kind of on that same path of of, um, where we had a warped relationship with food and then we would use exercise to help erase it. And I, I always have this picture in my head of Ferris Bueller, you know, at the end when they ran the car and they had all the miles on it and they put the car in reverse and they think it's going to take off the miles. Literally in my head, that's the image I see of my old self trying to run off the calories I ate. I'm like, mm-hmm. not going to happen. It, it, this is, it, I always see myself with the red car. And so we can't erase what we, the damage done. And I'm putting that in quotes for those who can't see because there is no damage done. There was a lesson learned and you just get right back on track. 
So Absolutely. If this, if this is your, if you're eating just donut, we're using the example of donuts, but if you're just eating donuts all day, every day, and you're wondering why you can't lose weight, even if you've hit your daily intake of calories, but your body's going to be run down and sluggish. And so going what Jackie said, it's really about knowing what foods that, for, for example, of like what nourish, not punish, what right. are nourishing your body in a healthy way? Because food is fuel. It's made of calories. Calories are what your body needs as energy to survive and thrive. Yeah. And I, you know, I have a 14 year old daughter and literally that's how we talk about food in the house. We'd never say the word like, oh, that makes you fat or, oh no, I had pie after dinner last night. So I need to go for a run. Like that is never said out loud. And I think sometimes we slip up and we say things like that around young girls or, you know, like we just set the wrong tone. And, you know, in our household, it's, what do you have going on today? You know, well, this, this, and this, all right, well, you need to have breakfast, which I always get fought on. But, you know, I mean, it's just that whole thing of like, if you're, if you eat a pop tart for breakfast, which sorry, I think pop tarts are dessert, not breakfast, but <laughs> you eat, delicious you know? no matter what they are. <laughs> but, you know, my point is, well, yeah, if you if your kid goes to school and is chugging a Mountain Dew and having a Snickers bar, like, yeah, they're going to be tired by the second period. Like it doesn't, you know what? So, and that's how we talk about like food in our family, you know, in our family, just because it wasn't that way for me growing up. It wasn't right. that way. Right. We need to, we need to put more education and focus on the nutrition aspect instead of labels to signify what is dirty and bad and, you know, clean eating and healthy eating. There shouldn't be a label attached to what food is. And we should just be educated enough to know that food, like real food, not the processed quick stuff, filling yourself, getting yourself fueled with proper proteins and fats and carbs and really allocating that to equip a full balanced diet. And you will notice a huge difference, not even just in like how you feel, but like clearing up of your acne, um, the yeah. what you had said, and all this stuff all plays a role. Like we don't understand how important our diet is. And I'm using that diet as like a positive word. Yes. It's like diet. What diet are you on? And it's like, is, you know, I didn't know that that was like part of the, it's like a new club now. Like what diet are you in? And it's not, it's just, it's really about owning and feeding our bodies with proper fueling nutrient dense foods. Yeah. Eating for performance. Right. Whether, and I'm not talking athletic performance. I'm talking day to day. It's a machine. This is, our bodies are a machine. We need to fill it with optimal, you know, fuel. Absolutely. Right. I don't think anyone understands what real food is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hard. Like, yeah, because everything's so easily accessible in like fast food or grocery stores that are in a box that you can just heat up and make. You know, like my, my mom made dinner every night when I mean, growing up. Like went grow like bought fresh groceries and made a meal out of it. Same. But now I'm like, shit, I wouldn't even know how to start. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> But okay, I would, but I'm just saying like, even because when I think of like eating healthier, I'm going to, I got to focus on eating healthy. To me, all I can think of is like bars. Like I got to eat healthy bars. You know what I mean? Oh God, no. Yeah. Right. But that's what I think of because I'm like, I don't know like what I can make as a meal that's like healthy these days. <laughs> You'd be surprised at how quickly, you know, you could think of things that like in your fridge and just 
whip right. up something healthy. But then like, I feel like I can't even eat salads now because my lettuce has listeria or whatever. In it. <laughs> <laughs> like now, what am I supposed to have? I would just say, you know, focus on eating, uh, you know, some, some sort of a vegetable, a fruit, a, a lean meat, um, you know, have your carbs and carbs are not, a, it, it's not. A no, problem. carbs are good. Yeah. I mean, we, we've identified that yes. and it's not. So we need carbs. I mean, for me, I'm like, you know, if I, I'll have a, I had a sweet potato earlier, a bowl of oatmeal. I think we're having some tacos later tonight. So I'm going to have taco shells. And yeah, those were kind of man-made, you know, it's, it, but it, it's, it's a carb, it's a fuel, it's a, it's a grain, you know, you don't necessarily want your simple carbs all the time, but have some nutrient dense right. complex carbs. Yeah. And you have to donate too, if you absolutely want it, just don't eat 12 of them. Just if don't eat 12. That's the key. That's the key. <laughs> That's the key. Your That's plate should be, 12. your plate should be, half veggies, a quarter lean protein, an eighth of a healthy carb and an eighth of healthy fat. That's what every like meal should be done. Half there you go, Erin. Quarter protein, eighth fat, healthy fat, eighth, what was the last Healthy one? carb. Healthy? Eighth, eighth healthy carb. You can so, do it. I'll send you a picture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. You need to make a plate like that. that I'm going to send you a pie chart that looks just like that. A what? <laughs> a pie chart. Yeah. That's what I, I need. A plate that says that. Do you have that? <laughs> I'm sure there are out there somewhere. <laughs> so, um, so how many years, how have you been helping people do this? A long time, right? Uh, I'm hitting my fifth year. Fifth year, so. five years. So you've had a lot of people that you've worked with in the past five years. Yeah. Get some results. Yeah. Feel- Heck yeah. Anytime like- you can help somebody. What's been the biggest story, like the biggest success story of someone you've worked with that, with their health? Well, I would honestly, and probably because it's just fresh in my head, my friend, Trisha, who did our 30 Days to Healthy Living program a little over a year ago, she just hit a hundred pounds lost and she did it now and she did it right. Like this is, this is why I love this story. Mm-hmm. She did. She used the healthy living program as a catalyst, as a jumpstart. Right. She did those thirty days. She figured out how certain foods made her feel. She reintroduced, and then she followed based on you know like what she knew, like how she knew certain things made her feel. She still, you know, would have a drink on the weekend. She, I mean, she still had a, a certain things that were her were her go tos as far as just the, like her treats. I don't know what you want to call it, but you know, right. whatever people call it to make them feel good. And she got down to 80 pounds by making that a lifestyle. We always say to people, go like, once you do a, the 30 day initial thing, go live an 80, 20 lifestyle. 80% of the time you're applying what you've learned. 20% of the time you're indulging. And sometimes if you're on vacation, it's 50, 50, like who cares, you know, not a big deal. And that's what she did. And she got to 80 pounds and then she started working with a trainer who's in Hilliard, uh, who's just this really cool person that I just happened mm-hmm. to meet. Um, her name's Kelsey and she started weight training and then that helped with that extra. And she just hit a hundred pounds, which is cool. And here's the deal. It's taken her like a year and a half. Yeah. This wasn't, yeah, this wasn't an overnight success and no, 
no program, whatever you want to call it, should be, if it's an overnight success, it's kind of a red flag. Sorry. I just, that's my belief. Yeah, that kind of, it's 100% a red flag. You didn't get to where you are overnight. (laughs) Don't expect to be your dream overnight. Exactly. So I'm really proud of that one. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome. That's to you and just your client. That's the person. Well, yeah. I, and I, let's be, it's all her. It's all this, it's all this woman. It like, well, yeah, she's got the will and determination, but I'm sure she appreciates you coaching her and helping her and being in her corner. Yeah. yeah. Right. Don't we all? Yeah. And don't be so modest, Jackie. <laughs> I think we all need that, that coach, cheerleader, mentor. That's really going to root for you because we're our own worst critic. And you know, we can easily sabotage ourselves, but we need sometimes just other people just say, you know, you got this. And it's yeah. just as simple as, you know, rooting for them to know that for them, it just makes them feel better because they have some sort of an accountability because they don't want to let that person down, whether they're a coach or even just a friend. It just makes the journey that much more exciting when you have somebody to share it with. Agreed. So um, last thing, cause I know we're probably going been a while. I want to, but, um, but we were talking about it earlier and you said it was okay to bring it up. So we're going to talk about it. Boobs. Boobs. <laughs> but yeah, they can be healthy for you if you get some new ones, but maybe not, or not healthy for you, I should say. So um, the good well, story that women might love to hear. So I just recently had breast explant surgery breast explant. And I do not judge. I don't listen. People, (laughs) you do you every single time. Um, I got breast implants when I was 22 and for nobody but myself, I didn't, I I had body image issues. I mean, that's what we've been talking about this whole time. And I really felt like that would like fix it. And, um, it didn't, it fixed it for maybe, I don't know, five minutes. Yeah. yeah, but you know, like, to, and, but I still carried that, those same demons, self-talk, all that with me. And, um, about four years ago, I started noticing, so I'd had them for a really long time, 43 right now. And, um, about four years ago, I started noticing the right one would get really hard and then it would kind of go down and then it would get really hard and then it would kind of go down and the left one, like the shooting pain a little bit. And then, about yeah. five months ago, I started realizing like my fingertips, like I couldn't feel my fingertips. I would have shooting pain in my arms. It is not lost on me that my intolerance to dairy has not been as bad since I had these, had my implants removed. Um, I'm trying to sh- like shooting pain down my leg, fatigue, headaches. I had an ocular migraine. Was that your initial thought with all those things? No. No, um, it wasn't. Well, that's happening. You, you don't immediately think, oh, this is because of that. No, but the reality is that, and here's the deal, that there is something called breast implant illness. More doctors are believing in it, but the problem is that most of the symptoms come on as autoimmune, like what would basically be an autoimmune issue. So I did note, and the, and the other thing is, you know, I've been a lot more cognizant of eating well in the sense of eating for energy and how it makes me feel for the past, you know, five years. So I think it'd be interesting to know how much worse this might've gotten if I, if I hadn't been doing that, like kind of, kind of around an anti-inflammatory diet. But the reality is I started feeling like crap and I knew, like I knew in my head that they needed to come out or I needed to get them replaced or I mean the shelf life for breast implants, like 10 to 15 years and mine had been in there for 20, like 
not, not perfect. Right. So, um, so yeah, so insurance does not cover it. And when you're, when you have a cosmetic surgery, mine was for cosmetic reasons. Um, not because I, you know, had had breast cancer or anything like that. I just chose to get implants. And then when I chose to get them out, there's only certain surgeons that are good enough to do it the right way. So, um, so yeah, I just had them out. I just had my five week post-op appointment today. And, um, I can tell you like my husband, yeah, I came out of anesthesia and I did not immediate, but like a couple hours after surgery, I looked at him and I was like, I can breathe. Like, I didn't realize how heavy that was on my chest for so long. I'd had it for so long. I just didn't even, didn't even realize it. And, um, there's something incredibly freeing about it. So, but I am not anti ladies. You do you. (laughs) Just, I would just, you know, always say to people like, know, know the risks, you know, like know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, that's a, so I've noticed a kind of an increase or maybe it's just because of the space that I foul. Um, more and more women, I, I, I feel like are getting them removed. And especially into the fitness space, a lot of women as competitors, I, I was seeing them get them because they thought it would, you know, as a competitor, we, we get so lean that we actually lose our, our natural breasts. And it was kind of at the beginning of it, of competing, it was kind of a thing, like it was part of the accessory, it was part of the package that we did, not me, but the industry was kind of, Go for it. You know, it'll help you with your competitions. It'll help fill out your suit and build up the symmetry, especially into the bodybuilding. And I know when I compete, it, it was, I, my boobies were flat. <laughs> they just got so depleted. They looked like, you know, water balloons. And because you lose so much of your, of your natural fat, um, that there's, you know, for, for nowadays, like when you get the suit for competitors, you can fill that out and it's not even noticeable. Like when you're on stage, when your body is just up there on stage being judged, you can't really tell, I guess from my own perspective, and it's just the way that your body's put into the suit, you almost don't need to have the plant implants. Because, you know, these suits nowadays, you can stuff them with so much stuff and they look like <laughs> you one of those suits. Yeah. I mean, I I really wish that, um, you know, more education and more women would speak out about this to really help these women who I know as a competitor, um, when I first got it competing, I had really struggled with body dysmorphia. And that's actually what led me to the stage because I thought I would actually, you know, I'd get after doing the competition, I'd get the dream body I always dreamt about. But it didn't happen. And I, I know the more I've spoken out and the more I've shared my story, I see more and more ladies come forward where that's what had gotten them into competing or fitness overall. And so when our bodies are changing, we think of throwing another bandaid on it and, you know, maybe making some choices that, you know, years down the road can actually affect your health more. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. But it's just, it's something I I really appreciate you sharing because more and more women maybe are going through the symptoms and not even sure what it is. Because it's, I don't think there's enough noise out there for the explants. There's still a lot with the implants. And I know that not every woman has symptoms, but like you said, do you? I mean, if this, this works for you and you're healthy overall and it's, not, and it's a non-issue, then that's awesome. Yeah. But just, but just be aware and know that if like, you get diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, like maybe, just maybe. <laughs> you know, it's also the fact that you have a foreign object in your body. Right. Because 
it's just scary. You know, you think about it and I'll tell you what, having that conversation with my 14 year old who did not know that I had breast implants to begin with. Really? Oh yeah. Like sat at the kitchen table with my husband and I was like, when I was and literally, I'm like, when I was 22, I made this decision. I made it for myself. I was not very confident in my body. Da, 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 you know, like had the whole thing and she's a pretty cool kid. So I'm lucky, you know, but she's self-aware and smart and savvy and you know well look who her mom is she oh she's she's a good one she's a keeper I think I'll keep her I guess is what I would say (laughs) I'm glad you feel that way about her I know right (laughs) we hey we had our moments it is important it is so is there anything that you feel you want to say but didn't get a chance to before we wrap up no, are you kidding? No, thank you so much. I like this has been awesome and it's just fun having the conversation with you guys. I feel like we were we well, should have had a oh I almost said we should have had a glass of wine, but Aaron, no, we should have had Listen, some- after April we can do this again with bottles of wine. <laughs> She's gonna make it rain. <laughs> yeah, making up for it. I already told Ryan he's gotta have a bottle of wine in the delivery room when this baby comes out. So we can do this again. I feel like you have so much there's so many different areas, I guess, of um, what you've done with your business and your life and parenting and that we could have like five, four or five different conversations with you and like focus in on specific things that a lot of people could get value out of. So this will not be the last you hear of Jackie Temple. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate that. Thank you. And so real quick, how could people find you? Because I know that you have this like wealth of knowledge because everything that you touched upon, I know that, you know, so many people can really benefit on that. So I want to know how we could find you, what your website is and your social medias. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm just at Jackie underscore Temple and it's Temple like pimple, but with a T. So not Temple. Um, so my mother-in-law prefers when I say dimple, like dimple, but I think pimple's more fun. So Jackie <laughs> underscore dimple and Jackie is J-A-C-Q-U-E. And then, um, on Facebook, I do have a business page Then, do you guys link them when we, when you put this up? I don't know. Yes, anyway, I'll be in the show notes. Oh, it's yeah. So it's skincare, health and wellness and, uh, Jackie Temple skincare, health and wellness. My website for 30 days to healthy living and that information is jackietemple.arbon.com. Um, and then I would just say, even if you're not into doing an entire like program, reach out because uh, there's a lot of options of just changing one thing as far as like making lifestyle changes. And then also, if you just are wondering about, you know, breast implants or Iron Man or, you know, just reach out because. I'm happy to talk with anybody about, about any of those things for sure, especially if you're kind of navigating the, the breast implant, explant world right now. So feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Wow. I look forward to following you and connecting further. So thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's The Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.